Welcome in to the Rob Logic Podcast. A lot to get to today, but first want to talk about that Minnesota Vikings game against the Philadelphia Eagles on primetime Monday night football. What happened to the Vikings? I mean, seriously. Go from looking unstoppable like one of the top teams in the NFC in week one to coming out completely flat for a primetime matchup on national television. Just can't have that, but Philadelphia looks pretty good. I was impressed. Jalen Hurts did a pretty good job, but defensively, I thought play call was probably a little bit too conservative. I thought maybe Minnesota should have gotten after the quarterback a little bit more, brought some pressure, didn't see too many blitzes, and then the secondary kind of looked all out of sorts in a lot of different situations, was not impressed with the play of Cam Dantzler. So Vikings have some things to work on going into week three, and it's not going to be an easy matchup against the Detroit Lions. And offensively for Minnesota, you have the big drop from Irv Smith Jr. That wasn't great. That was a big, big point in the game. And Minnesota kind of... That was a very pivotal point in the game, and you just can't have a drop there. And then Justin Jefferson gets locked up by Darius Slay, and Kirk Cousins throws for three interceptions. I thought offensive play calling just wasn't quite there in week two like it was week one. I thought Minnesota kind of abandoned the run way too early. When you have a running back like Dalvin Cook, he should be getting a lot more carries than what he did against Philadelphia. And then obviously anytime you have a quarterback throw three interceptions, that's not that's not ideal. Now I'm not going to put it all on Kirk Cousins because it wasn't, but um, he could have played much better in that game as well. So going into week three, Vikings have some things to clean up, but it's going to be a test against this Detroit Lions team that seems to be much improved from a year ago. I mean, we all play... I'm guessing some of you probably play fantasy football like I do. I've got Amon Ross St. Brown on my fantasy team. He's put up some big numbers here through the first two weeks. And with the way that this Vikings defense played in week two, I am a little bit nervous that they're not going to be able to contain Amon Ross St. Brown and some of the other weapons on this Detroit Lions offense. Jared Goff is a capable quarterback. No, he's not Tom Brady. He's not Aaron Rodgers, but he's a he's a capable quarterback in that system. They've done some really nice things through the first couple of weeks. They played Philadelphia extremely well there in week one as well. Could have could have picked up a win there. They didn't, but Detroit's gonna be a tough out this season. And I think that's kind of the way every team thinks when they're gonna be playing the Lions this year. And it's no hard knocks bias. I mean, I thought it was I thought it was extremely well done. It's one of my favorite hard knocks that I've ever seen HBO do. But I don't I don't think it's all the hard knocks bias though. Like this is actually a pretty pretty good team when you look at it. Um, Dan Campbell, I think he's got Detroit in a very good position. So for the Vikings, I think offensively they've got to get back on track. And I think the way you do that get Justin Jefferson involved. He was he was shut down there in week two, and obviously the Lions are probably going to take a look at what Philadelphia did 
defensively to try and slow him down because he's one of the best players in the National Football League. But for Minnesota, I think with some of those some of those guys in the passing game like Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, those guys can really get opened up if this team is able to establish the run game. So I would expect Kevin O'Connell to maybe make some adjustments from week two to week three here and get Dalvin Cook the ball early and often. Just kind of have him set the tone. He's a he's a very, very good running back. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. He just get he just needs the ball and needs his touches because if you give him, you know, twenty to twenty five touches a game, something that that's that probably bodes well for your team. So I would like to see Dalvin Cook get the ball a little bit more. And then defensively, blitz Jared Goff, bring pressure. If the front four aren't getting the job done, or excuse me, the yeah, if the front seven isn't able to get the job done there, you know, bring some bring some extra guys, bring some blitzers. Make Jared Goff uncomfortable. That's something that this team didn't do against Jalen Hurts, and he was able to just pick apart this secondary. The secondary is not good enough. It's a very average secondary, so this team needs to generate pressure. And if they're not able to get it with, you know, three or four guys, then you're going to have to bring some extra guys, whether it be a linebacker or a corner. And that's just the way it's going to have to be moving forward because Vikings did not put on a lot of good tape after last week. And... Philadelphia really kind of dictated that game from the beginning to the end. So, um, but hopefully this team is able to clean up some of that stuff and get back on track in week three. But Detroit is a good team. I'll make my pick on that game a little bit later because um, it it might might surprise you. But we'll like I said, we'll get to that a little bit later. But the next thing I wanted to talk about was fantasy football because we've all been there. We've all been we've all had fantasy football teams that appear like we're going to win and I'm in four different leagues. It looked like I was going to go 4-0 this past week. I had giant leads in two of my leagues going into Monday night football. And I started talking a little bit of trash too to one of the guys because he's a co-worker of mine he was you know he was talking a little bit of trash prior to the matchup earlier in the week he was like oh I've got you in the projections Rob I've got you in the projections and I and I just you know calmly told him hey projections don't mean anything because ultimately they don't you know it's all gonna go down on Sunday and that's just the way it is so Unfortunately, I had a 95% win probability in two leagues. Well, I think one of them was 90, one of them was 95% in two leagues going into Monday night matchup. And in the case of my work league going up against this coworker, he had Stefan Diggs and the Philadelphia Eagles defense. So he was down by, I mean... I want to say going into the Sunday night game, he was down by like 80 points and had Aaron Rodgers put together a pretty nice performance. And then that Monday night, I basically, I had the Bills and the 
Titans game on, and then I had the Eagles and the Vikings game on, and I basically just watched my fantasy football matchup go down the toilet. Stephon Diggs put on a show against Tennessee. I don't know what the Titans were doing. I was screaming at the TV like, what? Why is that dude open all the time? Mike Vrabel, you're a defensive-minded head coach. How do you not account for Josh Allen's number one target, Stephon Diggs? What the heck is that? And I realize Buffalo, they, they've got a very good team, and Stephon Diggs is going to do that to a lot of teams this season, but still very disheartening for me in that situation. And then, of course, um, in so I ended up losing that one by, I think, six or seven points because the Philadelphia defense put up some pretty good numbers by hauling in those three interceptions against Kirk Cousins. And again, if the Vikings would have just scored – like a couple more touchdowns in that game and not had the interceptions, I would have won the matchup. I would have won because Stefan Diggs had gotten pulled from the game at that point and the Vikings game is still going on. I'm feeling pretty good about it because he's only got like a one or two point lead. If the Vikings can just move the ball, get to the end zone, I'm going to win that one. But of course, that doesn't happen. Then in my other matchup, similar situation, guy has Stefan Diggs and then he also has Jalen Hurts. So even though he was down by 80 points going into um, the Monday night matchup, he is also able to beat me because Jalen Hurts picked apart the Vikings defense, and that was that. So I was tweeting at my coworker and everything on Sunday. I was talking trash. Should not have done that. So let this be a lesson to everybody to not talk smack until the game is over. I've always used a general rule of thumb. If I have a win probability of 90 and higher, that I'll go ahead and talk some smack. But with the events that transpired this past weekend, I've got to completely scrap that. <laughs> we, I cannot let that happen again. So um, all my teams, it is kind of funny, though. All my teams through two weeks, I have four leagues. They are all one and one. So... Hoping to go that perfect 4-0 this coming week and uh, did have a decent decent start uh, with Naj Harris, although he did have that fumble late, which was not great. But um, it's, so, you know, it, it's all right. Could have been a little bit better had he not had that fumble, but we'll take it. So um, as far as the projections go, I, I think I'm projected to win a couple and lose a couple. So I might end up going, you know, winning two and losing two. That's kind of been the theme for my season for all four leagues. And so we'll see how it goes. But, um, you know, this week I kind of stood pat with everything. There were no big waiver wire pickups that I really had other than Picked up Jared Goff in a couple of leagues just to have as a backup quarterback. I'm pretty sad at the starting quarterback position. Although I am, <coughs> excuse me, in my work league, I am going to roll out Carson Wentz again because I know he's playing a Philadelphia defense that looked pretty good against Minnesota there in week two. But Carson, I mean, I don't know. He, he's a good fantasy quarterback. He's got over 27 points in the first two weeks. I know his opponents were Jacksonville and the Detroit Lions, but I am going to roll with Carson Wentz because he is a good fantasy quarterback. It plays well. 
and we're going to see what happens in that league. I've also got the two tight end situation that I've kind of talked about the last couple of weeks, Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews. So those guys are locked in at my tight end and flex position and started Naj. He had 13.1 points. My second running back position, that's kind of the real question. I've got Cordero Patterson um, and then the guys on the bench. Got uh, Rashad White there from Tampa Bay, Rashad Penny from Seattle, and Melvin Gordon on Denver. So I'm probably just going to go ahead and stick with Cordero. He didn't have a great second week, but I'm hoping hoping he's able to have a big bounce back against Seattle. That defense isn't great there. So I like I like score Daryl going into this week, um, but but yeah, and then in uh, some of my other leagues, let's see here, who am I rolling with? Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, I've got uh, running backs galore in in one week, and I know that's or in one league, and I know that's kind of going against the grain of the whole. I don't know if you want to call it this wide receiver revolution, but it, it seems like a lot of guys this year just figured, hey, we're just going to load up on wide receivers and wait super late before we f- take that first running back, which I I can see it. I can definitely see the strategy, but I'm going to have to like actually see what happens to some of these <laughs> these people that do that as to how their league ends up finishing up. Because I went with uh, Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley. Um, I'm going to stick with those two as my starters for this week. Got Kyler Murray in there at quarterback. He had a heck of a game against Las Vegas. Um, Did not have many points for me going into the fourth quarter, and then he was doing everything out there on the field. That was a lot of fun to watch because I I was very nervous because... I've got Carson Wentz as my backup in that league, and I had Carson Wentz on the bench, but he did not score as as many points as Carson Wentz, but he came pretty close after that insane fourth quarter. Um, And then I'm going with a couple of young wide receivers uh, in this league this week. Jalen Waddell, I know it's against the Buffalo defense, but I'm I'm hoping that Tua is able to find him for, you know, maybe one long touchdown. Um, I still think even though, you know, Buffalo has a pretty good defense, but Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle in the same offense. That's very, that's tough to guard and defend two speedsters. So I'm hoping that two is able to get open for a long touchdown. I don't know that Miami's going to be able to win that game, but we'll see what happens with that. And then um, also going with Garrett Wilson at my second wide receiver spot. And I, I love Garrett Wilson uh, in fantasy football. He was one guy that I kind of picked late in my draft and general rule of thumb I love Ohio State wide receivers and Alabama rookie wide receivers I always feel like they it they they just seem to do a lot of special things even when they're just rookies I was kind of waiting for him to have that breakout game he had it in week two a little bit sooner than what I was expecting with this Jets offense I had some questions about the quarterback position but with Joe with Joe Flacco at the helm I do kind of like uh, Garrett Wilson and he's been he's been doing a phenomenal job too just of getting open on a consistent basis for Flacco to be able to deliver him the ball and then at tight end I've got Mark Andrews um, he's kind of got a tough matchup against New England defense Patriots defense always comes prepared but um, obviously I don't 
I do not have a backup tight end. And it's even though it's a tough matchup, I think Mark Andrews is one of those guys that you're still always going to start regardless of that matchup, unless you have a Travis Kelsey as as your backup. But if that's the case, you're probably starting both those guys at tight end in the flex position like I'm doing in my other league. And then for my flex, I'm going to go ahead. This might change for me, but as of now, I'm going to start Miles Sanders. Um, I could put Antonio Gibson, um, Robinson from Jacksonville in there, Devontae Smith of Philadelphia. I liked what Devontae Smith was able to do against the Vikings defense. Um, I think, you know, moving forward through the year, he's going to be a solid option, um, you know, perhaps a wide receiver too, um, maybe a flex guy kind of moving forward. So those were just some of my – that's only a couple of my leagues. I'm not going to bore you with all those details, but I just thought that that was a couple of – go through a couple of intriguing matchups for myself. Um, and let's go ahead and, and make some picks because, of course, the NFL is super hard to predict and it's super hard to – know who to pick but I'll get I'll give my picks for this week I did not see how I went last week but this week I'm going to keep track of it and then um, we can kind of discuss exactly how well I did from week to week so let's take a look here at what we've got just pull up my DraftKings. so um, we want NFL right yep there we go okay there it is what do we have for this week? There's a lot of good games this week, too. Okay, so I got Chiefs against the Indianapolis Colts. Um, I'm going to take the Kansas City Chiefs at negative 5.5. Um, Indianapolis, I thought they were going to be a team in the AFC this year with Matt Ryan, but you know maybe Carson Wentz wasn't the problem last year. I don't think people talk about that enough. Maybe he wasn't the problem last year because – uh, Indianapolis is not doing anything right at this point. I don't know how you have a running back like Jonathan Taylor and you're not able to – you should be a lot better offense than what you are, but yet here we are 0-1-1 um, and after a couple, couple of games. So I like the Chiefs at negative 5.5 over Indianapolis Colts. Bills, Dolphins. This one is tough for me because I like what Miami's been able to do in the first two weeks of action. And spreads negative five for the Bills. Miami's Miami's getting five points. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the Dolphins to uh I'm gonna take the Dolphins at plus five against Buffalo to cover. Then going down to Philadelphia Eagles against the Washington Commanders. I'm going to take the Eagles, negative six and a half. I think Jalen Hurts, as long as he's healthy. Defense is very good on Philly as well. Um, they look like maybe the best team in the NFC after two weeks. Still a lot of football to be played, but early it looks good for Philadelphia. Um, I think it's going to be a pretty high-scoring game, though, but I, I like Philly. Negative six and a half against the Commanders. Bengals against the Jets. I'm actually going to take the Jets to cover. Uh, plus, I'm going to take the Jets plus six. 
I have not liked the way that Cincinnati has looked through the first two weeks. Um, they very easily could be 2-0, and but they're 0-2, and they need to do something to be able to protect quarterback Joe Burrow because right now the offensive line play has not been great, and that's that's not going to bode well for bode well for this team moving forward. So I am going to actually take the Jets to Jets at plus six against Cincinnati, Detroit Lions, and Minnesota Vikings. I don't know why Minnesota is negative six with the way that Detroit has played this year. Um, so this one, I'm actually going to take the Detroit Lions at plus six against Minnesota. I mean, I'm as a Vikings fan, I'm hoping that the Vikings bounce back, but I think uh, plus six, I think it's going to be a close game. I think Vikings ultimately win by three, but I, I love the Lions here to cover. It, it, give me that plus six. Baltimore Ravens against the New England Patriots. Um, I'm actually, I'm going to take the Ravens in this one. I think, I think they're going to be able to bounce back after that tough loss last week against the Miami Dolphins. Raiders, Tennessee Titans. This one is this is a good matchup. Both teams haven't played to some of the expectations. You're Las Vegas. You've got Devontae Adams there. He was your big offseason pickup. Blew a game against Arizona. And then Tennessee, you just got blown out by Buffalo. I am going to take the Tennessee Titans at plus two in this matchup. New Orleans Saints and Carolina Panthers. This is another This is another one, two teams. Um, I'm going to take the Saints at minus two and a half. Houston Texans and Chicago Bears. I'm going to take the Texans at plus three. Jacksonville Jaguars and the L.A. Chargers. Now, with some of the Chargers injury concerns, I'm actually going to take Jacksonville at plus seven, and I think the Jaguars are much improved from last year. So I'm going to take them to cover, Jacksonville to cover against the L.A. Chargers. Rams, Cardinals. I like the Rams in this one at minus three and a half. Green Bay Packers, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, I'm going to go with the Packers on this one. I think Tampa Bay. Yeah, I think I'm going I'm to go with the Packers on this one. Don't feel great about that pick, though. I feel like that one could go either way. Atlanta Falcons, Seattle Seahawks. I like the Falcons to, to cover against. Uh, it's plus one. I like the Falcons, though, against the Seahawks. 49ers against the Broncos. <sighs> Give me the Broncos at plus one and a half. They've got to they've start doing some things. They need a win. Um, I'm going to take the Broncos. And then the Cowboys and the Giants. Give me, give me the Dallas Cowboys in that nasty pass rush. I'm going to take Cowboys money line against the Giants. So that's the Monday night matchup. Should be a lot of fun. New York Giants, so they've they've done a pretty good job this year. Um that's been one of the surprises for me in the National Football League. <clears throat> Excuse me. But um, you know, I'm hoping that Saquon Barkley is able to continue to uh, 
you know, play play well this year because it's he's he's so much fun to watch when he's healthy and he's able to do the things that he can do on a football field. And I think with the new head coach there in New York, um, you know, some of that play calling can really bring out the best in Saquon. And I think he's going to be a lot of fun to watch for the rest of this entire season. So keeping it short on a Friday, but um, yeah, good luck with all your fantasy football teams. Good luck with all those bets. And hopefully the Vikings are able to bounce back against the Detroit Lions because, man, that was week two was tough. That was tough against the Philadelphia Eagles. So happy betting, happy fantasy football, and have a lot of fun watching some great NFL games this weekend, everybody. That'll do it for this week's edition of Rob Logic. <laughs>